Hello, Teaching Without a Book friends. I'm Sarah Thomas, and today I'm gonna share with you an easy way to create your own listening center. and crafty with this fun and easy approach to creating your own listening centers. You may have seen those cute little listening centers that use scannable task cards, or maybe you purchased your listening centers from a company such as Scholastic. While listening centers are fun and extremely important for children's literacy development, it can be super expensive to purchase books with pre-recorded audio. And let's face it, there are lots of things that we could be using our money and requisitions for. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how I created a super easy and cheap do-it-yourself interactive listening center using QR codes. So before we get started, I just would like to say that if you're listening to the podcast, just know that there will be a section in this episode where I will be sharing my screen in order to show a more step-by-step -step approach to creating these listening centers. You can find the video for this episode in the show notes of the podcast. Depending where you are in terms of your comfort with technology and QR codes, just listening to the audio may be enough for you. But if it's not, just know that you can go ahead and find the video in the show notes of the podcast. many reasons why I made listening activities a priority in my classroom. First, listening is literacy. It's a critical piece of fostering the development of literacy skills. When students engage in listening activities, they're exposed to expressive fluent reading, which serves as a model for them. Also, all learners at all levels are able to gain background knowledge, which contributes to the development of language comprehension skills. Listening activities also allow students to be exposed to new vocabulary words and hear them pronounced without having to try to decode it themselves and then they hear the word used in context rather than in isolation. And this also supports language comprehension skills, which according to current research and studies such as Scarborough's Reading Rope is a large factor in a student's ability to become a skilled reader. If you're not familiar with Scarborough's Reading Rope, I'll leave a link for more information on that in the description of the video as well as in the notes for the podcast. Today I'm going to show you how to create two types of listening centers. One involves having a physical copy of the book for the students to read along with. The other is for if you don't actually own a copy of the book. In my classroom, I integrated a listening center that covered both of these styles. This enabled me to turn all of my picture books interactive and provide my students access to books that I didn't already own. Both of these use interactive QR codes that link students to pre-recorded videos on YouTube. The advantage of using YouTube is that it saves you time from having to record the videos yourself, but the downside is you may not always be able to find the book that you're looking for, or at least a decent version of it. Now, if you're worried about having your students access videos through YouTube, stick with me because I'm going to show you a special way to create QR codes that make all of those videos free of ads and free of the suggestions on the side so that that way the videos are going to be safe and kid-friendly. Your students will only be able to access the video of the read aloud and nothing else. You're going to start by selecting the book that you want, and then you're going to search YouTube to find a recording of it. I highly recommend watching a few different versions from start to finish, just so that you can compare and contrast which ones you like best. I actually have a sister YouTube channel called The Read Aloud Project that I started just for this very reason, so that I could help students and teachers have more access to 
free read-alouds that they may not have in their classroom. And each month, a new story is released on the channel. I read them myself, and I even add small animations and some music and sound effects in the background to really help capture the stories. The books in my Read Aloud Project library are perfect for a listening center, and really just to use any time that you need a good story. I'll be sure to put the link to my Read Aloud Project channel in the description of this video as well as the show notes. Please feel free to use these books however they might serve you and your students best. Okay, now this next step is where we will create the QR code. The QR code is how your students will access this pre-recorded video that you've chosen. When the students scan the code, it will take them to the video. In this section, I'm going to show you how to create that QR code that is kid-friendly and safe without ads, without distractions, and without any of the suggestions on the side. There are several little pieces to creating a QR code, so I'm going to switch over to my computer so that I can walk you through the process step-by-step. Okay, so now we're gonna create that interactive QR code that you're going to either attach to your physical book or to put on a task card, which will create a digital read aloud for your listening center. I make all of my QR codes at a website called qrstuff.com. So I'm going to actually log into my account, although they do offer a free unpaid version. There are restrictions on how many times a QR code can be scanned per month. So with the free version, you are able to make limitless number of QR codes codes but once it's been scanned 50 times during a month it will no longer allow your students access until the following month so if you have a book that's really popular in your classroom you might reach that 50 scan limit pretty quickly there is a teacher discount for signing up and I will put the link to QR stuff in the video description and in the notes for the podcast so that you can get on yourself and just look through the different options so that you can see what's gonna work best for you once you're in QR stuff you're gonna see some different options over here for different links that you could use. We're going to choose the YouTube option because we're taking a YouTube video. In step number one, you've already identified the video that you want. I'm taking a book from my Read Aloud project. I'm going to select this one, A Camping Spree with Mr. McGee, the Virtual Read Aloud. Now up here is where you will find the URL, which is the web address to this specific story. And we want our QR code when it's scanned to take our kiddos to this story. We're gonna create a version of this video that is free from any ads or any of these other, you know, um, suggested videos that are over here on the side where your kids may click and then get themselves off the story they're supposed to be on doing things they shouldn't be doing. So we wanna just get around that whole thing by creating a clean video that is safe and kid-friendly. To do that, we are going to make a change in the URL. Where you see the word YouTube, you're gonna simply go in between the T and the U and you're gonna click and you're gonna add a dash. Then you're going to make a copy of this URL and you can come back over to QR Code Creator and you can paste it in this box where it says the code content, enter video ID or URL and you're going to paste it right there. Then we can hit next step. At this point, you can change the module shape of the QR code as well as eyeball shape. So you can play around and change them to look however you want. You can also change the color by going to color and selecting a different 
color scheme for your QR code. But again, I generally try to keep it black and white just because it's easier for printing and oftentimes we're limited by our number of colored copies. So I find it's best just to keep it to the black and white. So now we've modified the way that our QR code looks. You can choose to download as a JPEG or as a PNG. I generally go with a JPEG so you can see the code has been downloaded and it's over here on the bottom of the left hand side and I'm going to click it and it brings it right up here on my desktop. Now essentially you could just go to file and you can print this QR code. You can also print the QR code right from the QR creator. There's an option here but I don't just directly print my QR codes and that's because we want to be able to organize and store the QR codes for if they get ripped or they need to be replaced. We want to be able to add information like the title of the book. So what I do is I create a little document where I can organize and store all of my QR codes. So we're going to do that now. So to do that, I'm going to open up a new Google Slides document. You can use PowerPoint or Keynote. Either one is fine. I'm going to go to a blank document and just remove the business that it comes with. So I go to the page setup and I'm going to just change it so that it's standard view. This is more of a representation of a standard eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. The reason I use something like Google Slides or PowerPoint over a Word document is because those applications are created for creating. They're much more forgiving and they're easier to move things around and to manipulate things. I'm just going to title this Listening Center QRs. Now the next thing that I do is I create a little grid so that I can create each of my QR codes in a special box because then I'm going to cut them out and I'm going to add them to the outside of my physical book. I find the easiest way to do that is to go up here to insert and we're just going to add a table and I do five by five. This will give us 25 QR codes right on one page. All I do is just stretch out the table so that it takes up the whole span of my page. Now I'll be able to copy and paste my QR code into a box and add the title as well. That way I know when I go to replace a QR code, which QR code matches the book. This will help me to not have to create the QR code all over again. So I'm going to go back to my desktop where my QR code is and I'm going to click on it to select it. Then I can go to edit and copy it and then I can come back over to my PowerPoint and I can paste it. It's big so we're going to just shrink it down so that it will fit inside of one of the little squares. Now I like to kind of place the QR code at the bottom and I do add a little border, just a thin one. I will change that color by clicking on the little pen to black because I feel like it just helps it stand out a little bit more. I don't know. I have a thing where I just, I like it to have the edges. It just makes me happy. So do what makes you happy. And then I can click right up here inside of the box in the grid and I can move the cursor to the middle by going to the little paragraph and choosing the middle. And here's where I will write the title. So clearly we have to make that a little smaller so that it will fit, but I also do like to change the font. I use Century Gothic for all of the things that I create for my kiddos. I just like how it looks and it's easy for them to read. Now, it does not have to be big. The kids don't need to see this title. This is just for you so that you can easily differentiate between the different QR codes in case you need to print them later. So before we move on and create the next QR code for the next story, I do just want to take a minute and show you the difference between what 
the video looks like without us changing the URL code and what it looks like after we do to create that safe kid-friendly version. So I'm gonna select the Curious Garden. And now you can see right here there are ads happening. Plus there's all of these things here on the side that are very enticing for our kiddos to click on. So this is what it looks like if we don't adjust the URL. When we adjust the URL, we're gonna click between the T and the U and we're gonna add a dash. And now when I copy this link, I'm just gonna open it up in a new window for you so that we can just compare the difference in the videos. You can see the video is right here. It's full screen, no ads, nothing down here on the sides. So when the video is done, the kids are done. There is no distractions. So we're gonna take our little updated URL back over to the QR code generator. I'm gonna choose the YouTube option because that's what we're gonna add as a link from YouTube. And I'm gonna copy our edited URL that will create our kid-friendly version. And I can go to the next step, which means I can change the look of my QR code, just like I did before, adjust that color scheme. And then again, I always download just that JPEG. And here it is down here again on the left. So I'll click on that. This is the newest one. And I know that it's the newest one because it's on the top. I'm gonna go ahead and get rid of that old one so that I don't get them confused. So now I'm going to go up to the edit and I'm going to copy that QR code and I'm gonna go back over to my listening center QR document and I'm going to paste it. Now I do the shortcut so I hit command C and command V to copy and paste on a Mac. You can also go to edit and then hit the paste and it will do the same thing. I'm gonna add my little border and change that color to black. And now I just do my best to shrink it down to a size that matches, you know, my other QR code, kind of like line it up to see, and that's pretty close. And then I'm going to just copy that text and paste it so that I don't have to go through and change my font size or the font or readjust the alignment. This way I can just copy and paste it and add my new title. I don't add the author for the because the kids will have that physical book in front of them and the author is going to already be on that book. The only reason I'm adding the title is because it helps me to differentiate. So then I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna keep creating all of my QR codes. Okay, so you would just continue on creating all the QRs that you want and then keep this document and you just can continue to add more and more QRs as you go. Just a little tip for when you fill up the first page, what I do is I just hit, go to the arrow by the plus sign and I hit blank, come back up to the first slide. When you click on the outside of that slide, it will highlight the table. You can see it right here. There's a little blue border that shows up. If you either command C or go to edit and copy, you can come down and you can click on the second slide and either command V or just edit and paste and now you'll have the table all there for you. Now the QR codes don't come with it but the text does but that actually makes it easier for you because you can just leave the text right there and then you can just highlight and edit to the new title as you're adding your QR codes. Once they're printed you can just cut your QR codes and use clear tape right over the top of them to put them somewhere on the cover of the book. So now we're gonna look at how do we prepare our QR codes for books that we don't have a physical copy of. We're going to create interactive task cards where you're gonna put your QR code on the task card so that your students can access the story that way. So to create a digital read aloud version um, where you don't have the physical book, we're gonna make some task cards that kids can scan and access the book that way. To do this, I go back to Google Slides and I'm gonna start another new document. 
go back to file, page setup, and change it to standard so that it's like a regular piece of paper. If we don't change that setup, it's gonna print really wonky. And then I'll probably just title it digital read alouds. Now we're gonna create another document very similar to the other one we made, only instead of having a bunch of little QRs on one page, we have to be able to represent the book not only with a QR code to scan and access the story, but we also wanna include the title, the author, and a picture of the cover of the book because the kiddos don't actually have a copy of the physical book in front of them. So I'm gonna go to insert and choose a table again, but this time I'm gonna do two by two so that I can create four task cards per page. And I'm just gonna resize it like that. Okay, so now to create a task card, start the same way by creating your QR code. So I'll click on the story that I've chosen. I'm going to create the QR code, just like we did before when we were creating QRs for the physical books. I'm going to paste that URL into qrstuff.com, hit the next step button, and it will readjust my QR code. So I can download the JPEG again, and here it is. I'll open it up, edit and copy, and now I can come back to my slides document and I can paste it. So just like we did before. Okay, so now I'm going to just resize this a little bit and I do keep this a little bit bigger over here to the side. I'm going to add my little border and actually with these cards because they're a little bigger, I kind of like to make it a little thicker like that. Now I can add some text. So I'm going to go to the alignment and put it in the middle and I'm going to start with the title and this is a camping spree with Mr. McGee and you can choose something a little bit cuter if you want to with the title. I like to make it a little more fun. This Chelsea market is pretty easy for kids to read. And then I can add the author right under it. But I am going to choose a simpler font just to differentiate the two. Written by Christian Dusen. And I can give like a little space in there. So now we have our QR code, we have the title, we have the author. Now it's really helpful for the kids if they can see the cover of the book. So to do this, I just go to Amazon and I'm gonna search the book here and I can click on the listing to make it bigger. Now what I can do is take a screenshot of the image. Now for a Mac, that would be holding Command, Shift, and the number four. And it brings up this little snipping tool and I can just drag and let it go. And here's the picture down here and mine go right to my desktop from there. If you are on a PC, there is a snipping tool that you can find in the menu. Once you've snipped the picture of the cover, then you can come back to your task card. I'm gonna insert an image and upload from my computer and it will be right there and then I can open it. And then all I need to do is just resize it so that it fits. And I can add a border to that just like the QR code. So I can put a black border right around the cover of that book. And then this is just a really easy way to make some task cards. So you would do the remaining books the same way. When you get to fill up your page, we can do just like we did before with our QR codes by coming to the plus sign in the drop down arrow and choosing a blank slide. And then we can click on the outside of slide number one and we can highlight this table. And if we go to edit, we can copy it and then we can paste it over here. And again, we still have our title and authors, but we're gonna leave those because we can just go ahead and, and edit those as we need to. Okay, so there they are. They're all completed and ready to use.
just a couple of things. Always make sure that you check your QR codes to make sure that they actually match the book. Sometimes it's easy to accidentally copy or paste the wrong QR code and have it labeled incorrectly. So anytime you use QR codes, it's always a good idea to check on one of the student's devices to make sure that it's accessible and that they are indeed correct. And now with these cards, I like to print them, laminate them, and cut them. I store them in little boxes or sometimes I will punch a hole in the corner and put them on rings. You can do whatever works for you. So now you know two ways that you can create a listening center for your students. But when might you want to use a listening center? Well, in my classroom, I used our listening center in a few different ways. First, I used it as part of our Fun Friday Center rotation for ELA, and I would replace our usual independent reading center with this listening center on Fridays. My students were also invited to engage with our listening centers as a may-do, so when students completed their required jobs at their centers, the listening center was a choice for something they could do as an early finisher. And that was not just for if they finished center activities early, it was really any time that they might have a job to do, and if they finished early, the listening center was always Always a choice for them. My kiddos often even used our listening center during free choice time or indoor recess. listening center is completely up to you but personally I did not require my kiddos to fill out any sort of worksheet or graphic organizer at the listening center and this is because I used standard based centers in my classroom and so I already had a center that was focused on comprehension where my students had to read for purpose and then complete activities and answer questions or fill out graphic organizers to show their understanding I really wanted my students just to be able to enjoy having a story read to them listening to that fluent reading building their vocabulary and background knowledge. If you'd like to learn more about how I conducted ELA centers in my classroom, then be sure to check out my episode on standard-based centers. I will be sure to link that video in the video description and in the podcast notes as well. So again, it really is just helpful to remember that listening is literacy. And for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, listening alone is a crucial piece of literacy development. Always requiring our students to fill out a piece of paper in order to prove that they were doing their job is really more about us and our discomfort as adults. Our students deserve just to enjoy a good story sometimes. Not only do we want them to become good readers, but we want them to love reading. And a worksheet or an assignment that's attached to every book we put in front of them is going to kill that love of reading. your listening centers into little baskets or totes so that you can rotate them out every now and then or so that students can just grab a listening center basket and take it to their smart spot. So for example, similarly to how you might organize your classroom library, you can organize your listening center in baskets based on topics or authors. I like to create listening center baskets that were seasonal and based on seasonal topics as well as some evergreen ones that could be used interchangeably all year long. Organizing your listening center this way is super super helpful with our younger students because it's a curated approach to research. So breaking your listening centers into baskets with both physical books as well as digital books on interactive task cards, it will support your young learners with those basic research skills where they can just interact with the information in a curated approach and gain the background knowledge on their research topic. If you are using your listening center as an approach to research, now is when I would go ahead and give them that graphic organizer because no longer is the objective just listening, but it's also to gain background information for the purpose of researching. And my last tip for you is do not feel 
like you have to try to do this all overnight. Try to break the process down into chunks by starting out with just a few books each month that maybe you make into special books of the month or something. Maybe choose a topic and create one basket as a listening center based on topics. However it's gonna work for you, go for it, but just don't overwhelm yourself. So that is it, that is how I created and I use my listening center in my classroom. I hope you found this helpful and that you're excited to go get started creating your own interactive listening center. Now I have created a freebie for you, which is a completed set from my Read Aloud Project channel of eight QR codes that you can attach to physical copies of a book as well as the digital versions on an interactive task card for if you don't own the physical copy of the book. This way, if you don't have time right now to get started going through your own books to create your listening center, you can use this free resource so that you can provide your students access to a listening center right away. I will put the link to that in the video description as well as the podcast notes for my podcast listeners. And if you're looking for more support in getting your listening center created and up and running in your classroom, or if you just want some help to achieve your own personal teacher goals, then be sure to visit teachingwithoutabook.org and apply for our teacher mentoring program, where I will work with you individually and provide you the support that you need to develop into your best teacher self. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you all have a great week and I will see you next time.